Welcome to Immigration Nerds. This podcast is for everyone seeking the details, context, and facts behind the banner headlines on immigration. It's the podcast that gives you the latest on immigration policy and politics and the real world impacts on the people and businesses that make our world turn. If you believe immigration makes us all better, then this is the podcast for you. Brought to you by the nerds at Erickson Immigration Group, guiding clients and their employees through the complex immigration system for over 20 years. Hello, immigration nerds. I'm Lauren Clark, senior attorney at Erickson Immigration Group. I am a fellow nerd, an immigrant, and host of this amazing podcast. In every episode, we're joined by the smartest nerds in the know as we cover trends in business, culture, technology, and politics at the intersection of global immigration. Today, we're getting personal with a look at some of the most inspiring immigration stories of the year. Beyond the headlines, 2023 saw immigrants make so many contributions, and of course, we'll hear about the incredible efforts to help refugees and others. Coming up in just a few minutes, we'll be joined by our special guest, Stuart Anderson, Executive Director of the National Foundation for American Policy and also a senior contributor to Forbes magazine about his latest article just published in Forbes, The Most Inspiring Immigration Stories of 2023. But first, let's get everyone up to speed on the immigration news that we should all be aware of. Back with us today, our news nerd-in-chief, Ericsson Immigration Group partner, Rob Taylor. How you doing, Rob? Hey, Lauren. I'm doing well. How are you today? I am good. Rob, it's so great to have you back in our news nerd-in-chief position. Can you tell us what tops the list? Sure. As you're aware, because you did a, a very great LinkedIn Live on it not too long ago, was the uh, H-1B modernization rule. So the comment period for that ends on December 22nd. Uh, there was a lot to that. We're not going to go through all of that today. But one of the things that we do expect to be rolled out early in 2024 are the changes to the H-1B cap. And in particular, they're looking at changing how the registration process is completed. So last year, there was some concern. Well, last several years, there have been concern about fraud and whether people actually have legitimate offers of employment when completing the registration for the H-1B cap. And so this year, USCIS is looking to reduce that fraud and reduce the number of applicants. So again, I think more will come on that very shortly, uh, early in 2024. So that can be incorporated into cap this year. And then uh, moving over to the international side, in the UK, they announced some changes or proposed strategic immigration changes that they expect to come into effect in 2024. I think a lot of these changes are the UK government trying to kind of work through the ongoing effects of Brexit. So in particular, they've kind of more directly said that when it comes to business travel, for instance, individuals would be able to come to the UK to work directly with clients as long as that work is is incidental to their employment outside of the UK. They've also said that individuals are formally allowed to work remotely while in the UK, as long as that's just not the main purpose of their visit. So again, I think with all of this, we're kind of seeing as the UK pushes forward and separates itself more uh, from the EU, they have to kind of account for these gaps in the process that previously didn't exist with the ability of EU nationals to travel uh, into the UK very easily and freely. And then lastly, in Australia, they also announced some sweeping, well, not sweeping, but more so migration strategies, I guess you should say, for 2024. 
I think the focus is really to, in their words, to deliver a more fair process for the people, businesses, and migrants in Australia. And so they're they're focused on a variety of different things. Some of it will be changing short-term visas. Some of it will be streamlining the labor market test process, which is also part of the visa process. They're also looking at students who are on visas and how that process can maybe be updated or changed. But at the same time, also trying to make sure that the Australian nationals continue to be educated, be skilled, and have opportunities within Australia for jobs. So it looks like they're kind of looking at the migration strategy in a very holistic picture, wanting to create a fair system, both for Australian nationals, as well as those who might be coming to Australia on visas. So there'll be more to come on that. I think that that'll be a larger implementation that will take effect throughout 2024. But I think it will be welcome in a lot of ways, particularly with regards to some of the updates to the skills shortage visa. Well, thank you for that latest immigration news, Rob. I know that this episode is a fantastic episode for the end of the year. We're looking at the most inspiring immigration stories of 2020. In line with that, we also had some incredible achievements at Ericsson Immigration Group. The particular one that I want to start with is for our immigration nerds. So to all of our listeners, everyone who has been a guest, this episode is our 200th episode. And I think that's an incredible milestone, one that I am proud to be a part of. And I thought I would just share that obviously with you, Rob, being with me this year, but also for all of our listeners to celebrate that achievement. Yeah, Lord, absolutely. First, I want to say thank you to you as well as everyone that's kind of behind the scenes that makes this podcast so great. I think we've really taken the podcast to a new level this year with some really great guests and obviously a fantastic host. And and it's been very well received and has really gained a lot of traction in the immigration industry. And so I just personally wanted to say thank you for that. I know that you've committed a lot of time and energy to this, but it's really been fantastic and just a great platform to get immigration more out there and more known. Uh, There's so many great stories, so many great people. It's just a fantastic area for folks to commit their lives, you know, where it's rewarding and it's a way that we can really, I think, improve the lives of people while doing something good for other people. And so thank you for, for all that you've done this year. In addition to, obviously, the Immigration Nerds hitting episode 200, AIG did have some amazing success stories for 2023. Can you tell us what tops that achievement list? So EAG was in the news quite a bit as we did receive a lot of awards this year. And they're awards that we're particularly proud of because they're very specific to our culture and who we are as an organization. So one was a Washington Post Top Places to Work Award. So we're very proud of that. It's an award that is a result of the response of our employees as part of the Washington Post survey and just recognizing EAG is a great place to work. We also received an award for Best Law Firm for Women and Diversity. Again, that is something that is very important to our firm and and really is is something that we're built on. We have two partners uh, who are both female, and we also have a large number of our management, including yourself, who are female. And so we're really proud of the diversity within our workforce. And then we were also named in the Inc. 5000, uh, Inc. Media Power Partners. And then the last one that just came through was the Legal Tech Breakthrough Case Management Company of the Year. So starting a few years back, uh, we made a conscious decision to move in the direction of building our own case management system that really enabled us to provide um, what we call kind of high tech as well as high touch. And it was something that we've seen really, really begin to flourish this year as our capabilities have grown and we've continued to push the bounds with regards to AI and robotics and all, all sorts of different technology tools and stacks that that really enable us to provide a best in class case management system to our clients. And so we're, we're super excited for 2024 as we continue to grow as an organization, 
continue to expand our footprint internationally. Uh, we're really excited for, for all that the future holds for the firm. Definitely some amazing achievements there and I'm sure more to come. So thank you for joining us today, Rob. Thank you. Now for a conversation about the amazing stories of accomplishment, strength, and courage demonstrated by immigrants this past year. Joining us now is Stuart Anderson, the author of this moving compilation of personal triumphs by immigrants published in Forbes. Stuart, welcome back to the Immigration Nerds podcast. Well, thanks for having me. I look forward to talking about this. Well, it's an absolute pleasure. And Stuart, I know that you have been writing about the inspiring stories of immigrants for years now. What drives you and how do you find these amazing stories? Well, I I run a policy think tank and a lot of our research involves not just numbers, but what the practical impact of immigration policies are. And for years, I've been doing studies on, for example, the billion-dollar startups, where we look, we found that more than half of billion-dollar companies in the U.S. have at least one immigrant founder. And I found a lot of amazing stories of individuals within that. Years before that, I had done research on the Intel Science Talent Search competition and found in the most recent one that we had done that over 80% of the finalists of the Intel Science Talent Search Competition, these are the top science students in America, were the children of immigrants. And there are many amazing stories uh, in those. And as I've been uh, writing this Forbes column, I developed uh, the idea to be collecting the stories about the most inspiring immigrants and also, in some cases, U.S. citizens who helping immigrants and put them together at the end of each year. And that's what we're here to talk about. I love that process. It definitely is one of the reasons why we're a fan of the list that has come out, you know, for multiple times, for multiple years now. And I think, you know, we love being as nerdy as most, uh, being immigration, certified immigration nerds, and you have facts and figures, but there's something about storytelling that really brings that to light. I guess I think maybe the difficult task for you is being able to narrow down that list for publication when there are so many incredible immigrant stories. Is there a particular theme or particular stories that have stood out over the last 12 months uh, that captured you to put them onto the, the list? Well, I think some of the ones we'll, we'll end up talking about are about immigrants who uh, end up helping uh, other people and who, through their own contributions and their own pursuit of the American dream, end up making uh, great contributions. So let's let's dive into some of these inspiring stories. If we can start with Heyman Bekele, a teenage immigrant from Ethiopia who's now one of America's top young scientists. Can you tell us about his inclusion or I guess his success for this list inclusion? Well, Heyman is interesting because he came to America from Ethiopia as a child. And when he was thinking of possible scientific experiments that he could work on, He recalled his time in Ethiopia and how many people he saw working outside in the the hot sun and thought about the risks that they might have for skin cancer. And he decided to create a soap with compounds that could reactivate cells to help guard against skin cancer. There hasn't been a product like that. And because of that, he was able to win the America's Top Young Scientist Award from 3M. But I thought it was also interesting because it supports academic research that's been done that show that 
one of the reasons America became an innovation superpower is because of immigration. Because having people from different backgrounds helps create additional innovation by having people who look at things in a somewhat different way. And think about it. If you had everyone with the exact same background all in a room together, yeah, they might come up with some good ideas. But, you know, they tend to all would be talking from the same set of experiences. But if you have people who are born in different places, all different life experiences, those kind of people are more likely to come up with a different set of problems that need to be solved. A hundred percent. And I think Heyman's achievement is really telling of that commonality for immigrants. It is that their experiences are shaping not only who they are, but how they're contributing to communities. So it's that recombination of having diverse minds that in Heyman's example, he wanted to find something that was going to be accessible to as many people as possible coming from Ethiopia, which is a very different experience from maybe someone who was born and had grown up in America. Um, so I think it's spot on that assessment there that by having immigrants kind of joining in and involved in innovations, you get that diversity um, that's required to kind of think outside of the box or think outside of a set parameter. That's correct. And so Stuart, the next story on the list is also one about innovation, but also education. Can you tell us about Maria Teller's journey from Mexico to MIT and how she became a successful entrepreneur? Well, I interviewed Maria after putting together research on the top uh, AI companies in America. And I found through that research that two-thirds of the top AI companies in America had at least one immigrant founder. And Maria co-founded a company called Canvas, which uses AI as part of a process involving a robot to increase worker safety and productivity when finishing drywall. It's actually a robot that will finish drywall for construction workers using AI. And it turns out that drywall is actually an incredibly dangerous skill to try to perform in construction, that many people fall, get injured in different ways, end up having surgeries. And by giving this tool to workers, it's turned out to not only help with productivity, but also increase worker safety. Now, Maria actually came to America when she was 14 and her father was transferred in the automotive industry to Michigan and she had to adapt to a whole new situation. She came from a relatively small school and she came all of a sudden was going to a big school and one of the ways she ended up adapting was by joining the robotics team which ended up being a nationally competitive team. Well after that she was able to uh, only again came in at, came to America at 14 by the time she was 18, she was accepted to MIT and eventually went on for a PhD. And because of that, she was able to uh, meet through some of her research, was able to meet a co-founder, a U.S.-born individual. And again, combining the skills of a native-born person and an immigrant, you end up with this very innovative company. And she's very appreciative that her family made the decision to immigrate, saying that uh, she didn't think she would have these opportunities, which she called spread her wings and challenge herself, if she didn't have the chance to come to the United States as an immigrant. 
And that sentiment is something that's echoed throughout stories that we've told on the Immigration Nerds podcast. And that's that perception that America really is still this land of opportunity. And I think that is a key driver for some immigrants or some dream to come to the United States. Um, In Maria's case, it turned out to great success, not only for herself, but also for the community that she's going to give that back to. And that's right. So the next inspiring story that I'm sure many of our listeners are aware of is straight out of Hollywood, Stuart. And we're talking about Ki Hoi Kwan. Can you tell us about his success and his contribution? Well, Kwan's story is interesting because his family fled Vietnam after the communist takeover. And he recently won the Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor playing the husband in the film Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. But where people may first have seen him is in the second Indiana Jones movie. He actually played the child, uh, short stuff, he was called, by Harrison Ford. And he had a few other acting roles after that. And then he actually left acting for several years. And this was one of his big roles since coming back into acting. And when he won the Academy Award, he said to the audience, my journey started on a boat. I spent a year in a refugee camp and somehow I ended up here on Hollywood's biggest stage. They say stories like this only happen in the movies. I cannot believe it's happening to me. This is the American dream. Some really powerful words there. And I I loved the reaction of not only everyone that was in the room when he won, but also the media coverage afterwards. America really rejoiced with his win. That's true. And I think a lot of them maybe didn't realize why Harrison Ford was up there uh, with him. So Stuart, helping people in need is a bit of a theme in your article this year. And I think the next story is truly remarkable. Can you tell us about the Ukrainian refugees who helped Mississippi tornado victims? Well, it's really amazing that after uh, after the Russian invasion, many Ukrainians sought refuge and uh, over a few hundred thousand actually were eventually able to come to the United States under the Uniting for Ukraine parole program. But there were a group of uh, Ukrainian refugees who had actually only been in the U.S. a few weeks and then saw on the news that a tornado struck Mississippi. And this was in March And what they ended up doing was working together and they ended up buying bottled water and then renting trucks and driving down to Mississippi and delivering this because in their view is they felt that they had to leave their home and they don't have any place to go back to either. And so they wanted to reach out and and help Americans and thank them for having helped Ukrainians find a place of, of refuge during war. And I think that's a testament to, again, that power of storytelling of immigrant stories is that there is this ability to resonate in shared experiences, even though very different. It kind of leads to the same outcome, which is wanting to help, wanting to be part of a community and give what you can. That's definitely the case here. So, Stuart, the next story is probably one of my favorite from this year's list, mainly because I've had the exact same experience. And this one was titled America, Where You're Always Home. Can you tell us a little bit about this addition? Well, Ling Ling Wei came to the United States as an international student from China. She, When she grew up, uh, she was 
trying to learn English by, she said, listening to the Carpenters and reading Mark Twain. And while as an international student, she was able to earn an internship at the Wall Street Journal and eventually became a reporter and a permanent resident and a citizen in the United States. And then in 2010, she returned to China as a reporter and spent over a decade reporting on China in a, in a very tumultuous time period in China and, and U.S.-Chinese relations, reporting particularly on the economy and the decisions that were being made. Well, shortly after the COVID-19 pandemic happened, China expelled U.S. reporters, including her. Now, a few things can really be more devastating to a foreign correspondent than to be kicked out of the country they're covering, that they spent all this all these years building up this expertise and, and contacts and for her, it was even worse and more devastating because she was being kicked out of the country she was born in and possibly banned from, from ever returning to the country. But then she writes, 15 hours later, as I handed over my blue U.S. passport at JFK Airport in New York, a customs officer greeted me with the words, welcome home. The two simple words brought tears to my eyes. I had thought of myself as Chinese, but at that moment, I realized the essence of being American. You're always welcome, no matter where you were born. I feel like I'm having tears in my eyes just listening to you read that again, having read that myself. As I mentioned, I loved this story so much as an immigrant to the United States myself. I always thought welcome home was me going back to Australia. And I do remember the power of those words. I think on my last trip back into the United States, utilizing my own blue passport, it really does have such a profound impact on immigrants coming into the United States being welcomed home. Stuart, I do have, again, another personal investment within your list, and this is one inspiring story that is actually from your article in 2022 um, that I'm hoping that you don't mind to revisit for our audience before we close out here, and that is the story of immigrant entrepreneur Josh Wardle. Well, Josh Wardle came to the United States uh, as an international student, another theme here. He was born uh, in the United Kingdom, and after uh, he finished his studies here, became a software engineer. And during the pandemic, he was living in New York and basically looking for things to do. And with his girlfriend, uh, they both had an interest in, in word games, and so he developed this word game called Wordle. You basically have to guess uh, words across five or six guesses, and uh, and the words tend to be, I believe, five letters across. Uh, I play it every day, but I should re I should remember these things. <laughs> but what's so amazing about his story is entire corporations try to come up with games or products and have marketing teams and spend years, and so many products and services just don't succeed. Well, he created this just for him and his girlfriend in October 2021, and they were mostly, they were just playing it, and then he expanded to a few friends. Well, within within a short time after that, it, he posted it online, and it became a worldwide phenomenon, and really within three months of having posted the game online, it was purchased by the New York Times for millions of dollars. Again, almost a Hollywood movie script that wouldn't be believed, that you could create a product and within a few months be able to sell it for millions of dollars. 
again, another story uh, of an American dream, uh, because it's hard to think of any other country where you would be able to be an immigrant and just come up and have a good idea. And that's all anyone cares about. Is your idea good? And do people like the good or service? And we don't care where you were born. We're just glad that you created this. Wordle got a steadfast hold in our household. We have a family competition that is daily required. Um, but I put it out there for my immigration nerds listening. Nerds is a five-letter word and is yet to be on the Wordle. So maybe a hot tip for the New York Times. <laughs> I will just say... Immigration Nerds has covered some incredible stories this year, and your list has included some inspiring stories. I think they're ones that remind us all about the humanity and the potential that is unlocked when immigrants join our societies. So Stuart Anderson, Executive Director of the National Foundation for American Policy, thank you for joining us on the Immigration Nerds podcast. Well, thank you for having me. Perfect. And I hope we can look forward to joining you next year with an updated list. Oh, that'd be great. And thank you to all you nerds out there listening. Have a happy and safe New Year's holiday. You can track everything going on at Erickson Immigration Group on our website, eiglaw.com. And remember, if you believe immigration makes us all better, then this is the podcast for you. Subscribe and share and meet us right back here in 2024 for another new episode of Immigration Nerds.